Welcome back to another episode of the Revisited Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Kristen. This week, we are on Lost Revisited. We are covering Season 6, Episode 10, titled The Package. So close to being perfect. Shut up, I did it well. (laughs) (sighs) So close to being perfect. Just to let you know, before we get started, this is spoiler full. Now that we're at the end of the series, that's all we talk about. Is yeah, the the, there's so. no. Oh, <laughs> believe me, I have a couple spoilers that we're going to talk about this week there because of this episode. There um, you go. But uh, before we do that, uh, I just want to make a quick mention. Next episode is our hundredth episode. Yes. Um, we're Woo. not doing any big celebrations for it or anything. It's going to be business as usual. However. We are finally announcing the next show that we will be covering when we finish with Lost. Because we only have five more episodes of the podcast before we're finished. After because today? After we have today. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 and 16 are together? Are together, yeah. No, we're they're gonna not. Do, we're going to do the finale as... We have six episodes left. Do we have six episodes left? Yeah, we have six episodes left. Okay, I okay. I'm, I'm maybe I miscounted. I thought it was only five, five to six, <laughs> five or six episodes of the podcast <laughs> left. Six, five for sure, maybe six. Uh, <laughs> We're so precise. <laughs> um, and yeah, until we wrap up with uh with our coverage of Lost, and then we're gonna dive into the next series. And so let me see. We have. So yeah, so we have. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, shit. We have seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said at least five. I said five no, for sure. 16 and 17 are the same. It's the same finale. They just broke it into no, two. No, 16 is what they died for. 17 and 18 is the end. Oh, okay. Which we, we will seven. be covering together. So we were uh, both wrong. Yeah. So we have seven episodes left before we finish our coverage. Uh, and we are going to have a guest for the finale, too. Um, uh, yeah. Our, our friend Jason is going to be joining us for the finale, who was also one for our premiere. So yes. We'll, uh, we are bookending the podcast, the, the series, with Jason. 
And it's only appropriate because he is the creator of Podcastica. This is a mm-hmm. shared Podcastica podcast. So, um, you know. Yes, I am on loan from uh, Podcastica. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that? So what is that for you then with uh, the movie swap that we're doing now, too? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? I, I live in the moment. <laughs> I have been getting some decent feedback, though. People are liking the movie swap. So, good. and there were only two episodes into that. Um, we're going to be recording the third soon. And uh, there's another really cool thing coming up, too, that we might as well plug. Um, uh, we're doing another crossover. So, this podcast is a joint, like, uh, revisited slash Wilhelm and podcast production, meaning it's on Revisited's feed. And it's all you can also find this podcast on Podcastica's feed. Um, but we're doing a crossover episode with my Wilhelm podcast and Podcastica that you're going to be joining me for, uh, which we're doing a Barbenheimer crossover, meaning Jason and guests are going to be covering Barbie on Podcastica. Uh, and we, Kristen and I are going to be covering Oppenheimer on Wilhelm. Which we've and- already seen, and it's so hard not to talk about it. So until we record, and we've already failed in a couple of oh, specs. I'm I'm already telling you right now. It's my recommendation for the week before we even get to that part mine of the too. episode. Yeah, mine so too. We'll just repeat it. But yeah, uh, it's going to be a two part uh, two part crossover episode, which is kind of cool. Um, that we're covering both movies in two different episodes with two different casts, but both episodes will be on both the Wilhelm feed and the podcastica feed. So uh, it's a cool little thing we're doing that we're looking forward to doing. Yes. I'm just and, excited to cover Oppenheimer. I didn't care how it happened as long as I got to be a part of it. <laughs> well, cause we were discussing that. Like we were like, well, how do we do that? Like they, people want to, people want, both movies covered. How do we do it? Should we do them both on Podcastica? And then I just threw the uh, the idea out there for Jason. I was like, hear me out for a second. Yeah. A crossover. Yeah. And he's like, yep, love it. Let's do it. So yeah, that's uh, and I think that's going to be covering. You'll be hearing this on Monday. So I think Tuesday and Wednesday are the two days that those are going to be releasing. So oh, perfect. It's going to be relatively relatively. It'll be fun. So, We're going to have a good time. So uh, if you want to check those out when they release later this week, podcastica.com or wilhelmpodcast.com, you can go and find both of them on either feed. So that said, as you mentioned, season six, episode 10, the package, Um, a gin specific, well, gin and sun. So on fandom, it says that it is a sun-specific episode, but I think that it's more of a gin episode. But it, I, yeah, there's I an argument that. that it could be both of them or just gin. But on fandom, it says sun. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. I think it's both. I think, it's I think that they have both. equal representation. Like yeah. on the island, sun had more to do with the story. And in the flash sideways, gin had more to do with the story. You know, it took me upon, so the past couple episodes that we've done, I've actually only watched once, and then I took all my notes during that watch. Um, This is the first time in a while I've actually done two watches. I did an initial watch last night, and then I did a rewatch earlier this morning before we started recording. And the the funny thing about the the rewatch is the thing that I realized Upon first watch, I was like, why is this episode called The Package? Because it's not even mentioned until the end of the episode and then revealed at the end of the episode what the package is. 
And then upon rewatching, I'm like, no, you dumbass. Like, that's what the whole episode is, because <clears throat> that's what Jin is delivering. Is the trying package. to deliver? Trying to deliver. Failed like, to whole, deliver in the in the flash sideways. That's pretty much what he's doing. Is he's delivering a package? So it's another double meaning title, and we've had yes. a couple of those this season, which goes to the whole theme of you know mirror reflections um, throughout this last season. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're seeing two different sides to like a duality, a show duality all throughout, right? So you've got um, double meanings for the flash sideways and for what's happening on the island. And um, we've got, you know, two different kind of characters that are always happening uh, for whoever's being um, highlighted that episode. So it's been fun to see that um, running theme, which uh, the listener, I totally forget your name. I'm so sorry. But the listener that pointed out the mirrors in the first episode of the la- of, of this season. Thank you. Because I probably would have missed it. And I think that I, was Jason. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. just really appreciated um, that listener pointing, pointing it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and one of the other things that I, and hopefully you have a note on this too, is in upon both watches, the one thing I did not pay attention to is as you mentioned, is the reflections. Um, We've seen a lot of mirror reflections or these people looking at reflections of themselves. Um, I didn't pay attention this episode. I I, I think other than a scene where Sun is like checking herself in a mirror before she answers the door with Kimi, I think there's that. But I don't know if there's any other instances of reflections in the episode. So you see Jin's reflection when he's in the the walk-in in the stainless steel Okay. All right. Yeah. So you see his reflection there, but I don't think that you see anything more than that. Okay. So just the two instances then. And we, then that actually gives us one of each. Which is, yeah, I was just about to say, which is good because then that goes to the fact that it's not just a sun episode and it's not just a gin episode. It's both of them. Yeah. We get the reflections of both. It's a Quan episode. There you go. Um, yeah, so it you know it was uh, one of those things that, like I mentioned, I should have paid attention to this time, but yeah. I just I just didn't because I was into the story. Of, there's so the yeah, there's so much to to this episode. I think it's not there's so much to the episode, but there's also not a lot to the episode. No, there's really it's so complicated and so interesting that you say that because I feel exactly the same way. It's like mm-hmm. well. I'm really into the story of these two characters and everything that we're getting, but I don't have a lot of things I'm taking notes on because everything is pretty straightforward. Well, there's a lot of frustration in this episode too, especially for Jin and Sun fans that are just waiting for them to be reunited. And Mm -hmm. it's just every between last episode and this episode, it's now getting to the point where it's frustrating because these two characters need to come together. Like they need to reunite and they're the only people that haven't really reunited yet. They've and they, had- and they're teasing it. Like they're teasing mm-hmm. it constantly. And you're right. And we still haven't gotten it. Like Locke, Locke really was telling, not Locke was telling the truth to son. Like, come with me. I have Jen. I told him I'm bringing you, you know, like, let's go. Okay. Well, I don't trust you. Then she runs away from him. Well, if he had, if she had gone with him, they would have come back and they would have noticed that everybody got attacked and Jin really wasn't there. So that would that would have actually 
caused a deeper mistrust with sit with a uh, son and not Locke, and then I, that probably would have gotten them a little bit further away from mm-hmm. reuniting. That's a good point. I didn't even really think about that. Yeah, because you're right. Because that camp attack happened as he was on the other island, right? Because he came back and he was like, "What is happening here?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I find it very interesting too that we got. I keep saying I find it very interesting, which I do, but it's kind of like an over exaggeration. Uh, in addition to getting a flash sideways of Jin and Sun in this episode, which we'll dive deeper into because there's a lot of realizations. It's also, in a sense, a flashback because we're going a little bit back in time in the flash sideways to moments before moments we've already seen. Meaning we've already seen in Saeed's flashback. Oh, I see. In his yeah. flash sideways. In so his it's fl- a flash, in his sideways flash sideways flashback. Slightly. Yeah. Not not too far back, but like we're we're filling in the gaps that we've seen. Right. So like because yeah, because when you watch Saeed, Saeed's episode, you're like, how is Jin in there? <laughs> why why is Jin in right. the fridge? Like, <laughs> yeah, like why is Jin in the fridge? Um, you know, but yeah, we get answers to those questions. So it's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, a flashback, uh, in a sense that it's filling in some gaps of some story that we didn't have yet at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so, uh, you know, that being said, let's kind of dive a little bit deeper into, um, things that are, that are happening in this. I think, um, why don't you kick us off? Because I know you probably have more than I do. So I kind of wanted to start with the flash sideways because I thought that they did a really, I thought that the writers did a really good job of changing Jin and Sun just enough that um, that they were a better version of what they used to be um, on the original plane. Like they weren't married. They were, um, but they were still kind of estranged from each other, but they were madly in love with each other. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, I do wonder, did Sun know English? I don't think she did. Right. Um, that is one of my notes in this, too. Because I remember initially watching this episode, and before we knew what the flash sideways really was, was we see these little hints of, like, kind of bleed through, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, of the flash sideways into what the present day is. Mm-hmm. So when we see Sun hit her run into the branch and she her gets aphasia. aphasia. She gets yeah. her aphasia where she forgets how to speak English. That's kind of a bleed through of the flash sideways because she does yeah. not know how to speak English right. in the flash sideways. So and she needs re- to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching this episode for the first time thinking like, oh, this is like whatever this flash sideways is. This is kind of bleeding through right. to the the present day like they're connecting to each other whereas yeah. in reality it's really just a coincidence that yeah her flash sideways version doesn't know how to speak english and she gets this aphasia where she doesn't know how to speak english um and i'll just put this out there now i'm not pushing the jack just sucks button this week no no i, I was no just gonna say to. uh-uh. actually one of my notes was Jack finally nails his bedside manner. That's my note too. <laughs> my note had is, it this entire time. My note, my note is Jack's bedside manner because <laughs> it comes back. 
and he's so sweet and kind. He's tender when he when he um when he checks Sun out, he assures her, you know, that it's temporary. He finds a solution for her. He reaches out his hand to say, "Come with us. Are you with us?" Seriously, like good good job, Jack. Way to go. Yeah, his bedside manner returns. Um yeah, and I had to make a note of that because you're right. Like he's very, he's very kind. His yeah. voice is very comforting in the way that mm-hmm. he's speaking. He's telling the like the story about a previous patient to kind of relate to her situation a little right. bit, rather than just saying, "Here's how it is. It's going to fix itself." Like kind of, instead of being very stern and straightforward, instead of being Jack. Yeah, he's being very very nice like he's actually he's actually comforting he's being a doctor yes yes (laughs) so i had to make that note that like we will we have no reason to push the button this week um yeah i agree so apologies to anybody who might enjoy it we uh well i love the button i know you do i love the button we have no reason to push it this kind of a bummer but you know what also good yeah exactly Sorry, I kind of broke away from the, the story to no, bring that up. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, um, but I did. But going back to the flash sideways, you know, I I do love the link between Sun's aphasia on the island and Sun not being able to speak English when we know in the flashbacks that she could speak English. You know, Sun wanted to run away in the flashback, but in the flash sideways, she wanted to run away with Jin. Um, you know, in the flashback, they were married and they were in like this loveless marriage because of, um, son's father. And in the flash sideways, they had uh, a secret love with each other that they didn't want son's father to know about. Um, instead of being, you know, son's father's hitman, like in the flashback, he was the one who had a hit out on him in the flash mm-hmm. sideways. So I did enjoy those little changes. I thought that they were really clever. Um, and it made Jin and Sun's story that much better because it didn't have them revert back to the beginning. It still had their evolved relationship, which is good, which will make the whole finding them, finding each other and, and rem- getting their memories back at the end much better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also in, in regard to what you mentioned about like seeing a different version of Jin and Sun and, and, and the way it is, it's almost like I don't want to call it a reflection because a reflection is seeing yourself, um, you know, in the same terms. This is kind of like, I want to say mirror? maybe opposite an inverted reflection. Yeah. Like um, the mirror, the mirror effect. Yeah. In that, like we're seeing it's kind of the opposite. So we see like in, in real life when they were on that plane, they were married, but they were kind of estranged, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and in reverse, we're seeing where, you know, they are very much into each other, mm-hmm. uh, but not together at all. Like they're actually hiding it. So it's in essence, it's kind of like an inverted um, reflection mm-hmm. of what they were well, it's, a, it's a sideways like. version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and everybody else has had their little tweaks um, in their sideways version. And um, so the tweaks that they've made here with Jin and Sun, I think they're just really clever. They're really good. They they still establish the fact that they're in love. Um, and I think that it's a shorter journey to to get to their end game than if they were to have their relationship be exactly as it was in the flashback. Mm-hmm. 
that would have been a much longer journey for Jin. So yeah. it's it's nice that they've tweaked it so that it's a smaller journey. Yeah. Um, uh, what the hell was I going to say? Um, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, so... I, I, you know, I mentioned before, like, you know, going into spoiler territory, I, I'll go into a little bit more detail about this later because there's a particular scene in this episode that really is the the catalyst for why I felt this way. We've been saying all throughout our coverage of, you know, this um, throughout the series, how much we love Jin and Son as a couple and as, mm-hmm. a, as a relationship, but how tragic they really are mm-hmm. as a couple. Like they are one of the most tragic couples in the history of television, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten to that point yet. And when we do, it's going to be kind of really hard to talk about. There are a couple. I things. cried during this episode. I'm a goner for that episode. There I'm is. Gone. Oh my God. There's one scene. I might as well just talk about it now. Yeah. 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 Um, there's one scene in this episode that reminded me how tragic because at this point in time, you don't know it yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's something that reminded me how tragic their ending is that I got emotional watching it. And it's the scene where Charles Whitmore hands Jin the camera and shows him pictures. I was bawling of his during daughter. that part. That was so beautiful. Oh, I'm crying thinking about it. It it's, was beautiful. It's beautiful. But it's tragic. He's never going to meet her. He's never going to meet his daughter. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I remember, like, I'm watching this scene as we're watching, as as I'm doing the rewatch. And I'm like, oh, this scene is so sweet. He's seeing his daughter for the first time. And then it clicks. I'm like, he's never going to meet her. No, this is it. This is his introduction and his goodbye. Yeah. All, to his daughter. All once. Mm-hmm. And then you're reminded again that son will also never see her daughter again. I know. Like, <laughs> that so daughter is bad. going to be an orphan. And it's oh. so sad. She's <laughs> already an orphan as far as, you know, they're concerned, as far as like the mainland is concerned. Yeah. But also at the same disappeared. time, there's a number of, that's, oh, that's true. Um, but also, again, just to add to that tragic element, and this is Great. the fun- yeah, pile it on. I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this is this is the note that came right after Jack's bedside manner is the promise that Jack makes to son <sighs> that like I will do whatever it takes to get you on that plane to get you and you and Jin home. It's not. It's very. It's not against. It's nothing against Jack because it was out of his control but it becomes a broken promise. A like it, because that never happens. They meet their end on the island. I know. And it's, it's god and I mean thankfully we have about mm, six more episodes before we get to that point. But still Yeah, but they're only back together for like one episode or something. Like it's so short. Yeah. Their their time together is relatively short. Well, it makes me mad. I just, it's the one thing that I just really hate about this last season is that they should have reunited earlier. Like, I'm just like, 
they should have reunited earlier. They should have reunited earlier to the fact that Jin translates for Sun in like an odd twist of irony. Yeah. Um, God, like I again, like I just I can't help. I I can't help but actually really enjoy the Jack that we get. The Jack, yeah, no, Jack is great. Episode. Jack is great, and I think. Um, you know, the notepad was a really good idea, um, you know, and it was nice that, you know, she was able to write English down, right? Because aphasia can, it can affect, like, you can speak but not know how to write or you can write but not know how to speak. So mm-hmm. it's good that they took the direction that they did. Um, but yeah, I I completely agree about Jack. Um, yeah. Sorry, him, I keep going back to that. No, him reaching out his hand to Sun and just waiting for her to actually take his hand and being just so calm and patient and tender. Um, it really showed that he has that he has grown in the last couple of episodes because even Jack from like three episodes would be like, Son, we don't have time for this shit. Come on, let's go. Yeah. You'll get yeah, it he- back. Let's let's keep moving, you know. So he's he's slowed down, and that's really nice to see. And I think that has a lot to do with him becoming the man of faith that we mentioned before as well. Like he's kind of just everything. Everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. We're not going to force it. Like I think it was the dynamite just, scene with uh, Richard. I think that's when he's like, "Yep, I'm here for a reason." So let's yep. just <laughs> let's just get this going. Yeah, exactly. Um, let me see. Let's let's take a look at my notes here for. Um, if we can stay with Sun for a moment. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my favorite, probably my favorite Sun moment of the entire series is in this episode, and that is when she gives that really powerful Korean speech to um, Richard, mm-hmm. and she just basically says everything that everybody's feeling about that moment. You know, she's just like, I don't care what you want. I don't care what he wants. I don't care. I'm here for one reason. And that's to get my son, my, my husband back. And if you, yep. do, if that's not in your plan, I'm not going with you. Period. I'm not, I'm not here to save the world. Yep. I'm here to be reunited. Yep. I don't care about your mission. I have my mission and I'm not stopping until I get it. Like we see a strong son. And we and that took her so long to get to that point, especially on the island. You know, we see her. She was meek. She was submissive. She was damaged. She was taken. She, you know, she slowly gets into this role. And then she's a mom. And then she decides, my husband's back. I, I got to try everything I can. And her resolve this entire season has not changed. It's just gotten more and more powerful. And I think that we really saw a fully evolved son and it was beautiful beautiful yeah. to see my only complaint about that scene is the fact that if you've been listening to this podcast you know that i use a clip in the beginning of every episode my only complaint is that i can't use it why <laughs> it's all in korean who cares uh, if you're listening to the podcast you're not going to understand a word that is said then they should keep listening and they'll know at this point what it's about Son no. doesn't want to save the world. She wants to get her husband and save her family. There you no, go. I, I can't use that clip as much as I would love to. I can't because people are going to be listening. Like, I don't understand a word she's saying. 
I know I've seen half the episode, of this episode is in it. Korean. <laughs> what are you going to have? You're going to have Miles and Hurley. Who's this your fault? Yeah, dude. Sorry. Oh, I thought you met this podcast episode. I'm like, it is. Okay. <laughs> are we speaking? Do we have like universal translators? I we didn't... do. Yeah. I have a squid in my ear. <laughs> Mine's a towel. Oh no. A babble fish. Yes. The babble yeah, fish. The babble my fish. ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think one of the things I thought was really interesting about this flash sideways, you know, sticking to that story. Um, you know, we talked about son not knowing English. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I, I found very interesting is the fact that in present day, we see that Jin and son are, are married and, it may not be to the well wishes of son's father, but he does allow it and happens in this episode. You kind of hinted at a little bit earlier is that like, not only is is pay is, you know, son's father against it, against them being together. He wants them killed or at least Jin, Jin killed. Yeah. Yes. Well, cause I kind of thought about that too. Cause we see, first off, I loved seeing Mikhail come back. Yes. That was fun. Um, and get shot in the eye. Which was great. Which was fantastic. Uh, reflection of the uh, the real life. And it was the same eye that he had his eye patch. Yep. Uh, but when in the scene where he takes her to the bank to get the money and we find out that her father has already withdrawn the money, there was a part of me that upon first watch, I was like, holy shit, did he want his daughter killed too? And I'm like, no, he just did that so she couldn't save him. So that they couldn't run off too. That too. But yeah. I mean, I think it was the surprise mostly that Sun thought that nobody knew about this account. Mm -hmm. And it's a reminder that her father not only knows everything about her, but she'll never be able to escape her father. It's like that reminder that her father pretty much owns her life. Which yeah. goes with the imprisonment theme that we see so often in this show. So... Yeah. Um, um sorry. No, <laughs> um okay. Yeah, like again, like I I feel like I'm kind of staggering over words and 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 such and and taking long pauses, but that's because you know, as we kind of mentioned in the beginning of this episode, there's a there's a lot of story being told, but a lot of it is not overcomplicated. Well, um, it's a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, we see some callbacks, like we see room 23 has been revisited here. Right. Mm. Um, mic drop. Mic drop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dropped my pen. Um, so yeah, we see room, room 23 again. We see the pylons, which we know what that's for. Um, we see Mikhail get, his eye blown out. Um, we see that son gets shot and she says that she's pregnant. Well, in, you know, three years ago on the Island, she also had trouble with her pregnancy and it was a matter. And Jin had to save her again by getting her off the Island. And in this case, he's going to try and save her uh, by going to the hospital, which we see her in a previous episode. Son was at the hospital um, being wheeled in. Um, mm. In an earlier episode, I forget which one it was. Um, you know, we see Kimi for our third and final time, and we have now watched Kimi die three times in the series, once on the island and twice in the flash sideways. Twice. I mean, it's the same death in the flash sideways, but we different see it perspective. from different perspective, although well, we don't no. see it. 
in this one. Do no. We? No, well. Well, actually, know. no. We kind of find out that he survived Saeed's attack. That guy was on his way out. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> he was not He was not leaving that kitchen floor. <laughs> that was where he was going to die. Look behind um, you, you idiot. You know, Kimi plays such a great character because, you know, you see him when he learns that Omar has bopped um, Jin in the in the head. And he's like, details, man. What are you doing? He's like, I'm so sorry about that. And he's being all tender and wonderful. And at the same time, he's like, dude, <laughs> your boss wants you dead. Like that money, that money, that $25,000 was for me to kill you. And like, Jin has no idea what he's saying. and But he's saying it in like this really kind and tender way to the point that Jin says, thank you at the end. Which is wonderful. I mean, it's we we're seeing a different gin, but I like I don't know how to explain it. Like it's how how can I put this that it would kind of be that it would kind of make sense. Um, the gin that we see in real life is definitely. I feel like the gin that we see in real life would fit more into the Kimi role than he does in the flash sideways. Like you would almost you mean think Island gin current. Yes. Okay. In, in real life, in the past, like when, okay. when they were on the plane oh, and they got, okay, yeah. I would feel like almost gin was being there. Actually, no, that is the case. If we remember correctly, he was being Jin sent. Was, Jin was the one being sent to, to put send the, the message, right? Yeah, to send the message. So that's the, the other mirror reflection. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually right on with my thought in that, yes, like he he is the one that was being sent to deliver the message, whereas in this one, the message is being sent to him. Well, it's so funny too because we really haven't seen this many examples of a blatant reflection from. Um, the past plane and the sideways plane, right? Like there's been these subtleties along the way, but I feel like this episode is really in your face about just the different, the differences that they have in their relationship and Mm -hmm. in their end game and what they're supposed to be doing in LA. Um, Like everything has changed, but it's subtly changed. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Yeah, I I do too. And it's again like there's there's those subtle changes that you mentioned um but they're they're so dynamic of changes in their in their subtlety that they make such a huge difference to what these characters are in the flash sideways. Mm-hmm. They're minor changes, but they make a huge difference. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um let me see. So you kind of already brought up Room 23, which is really not a lot to talk about with that. It's well, just what do you a revisit think the purpose of, a room. of that was. Because it was supposed to be about subliminal messaging, and it was a test to see if subliminal messaging actually worked on people. So, I mean, were we supposed to take something from that? I would say, like, yeah, I, I it's 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 funny because we say this so often on this podcast that like everything they do, they did for a reason. So you're right. Putting him in room 23 with that subliminal messaging where Jin actually activates it and turns it on and we see it again. We're revisiting that room for a reason. 
what is the reason? What? Yeah. What is the reason? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe we can figure this out as we talk about it. I mean, cause we know that we've seen Alex's boyfriend in that room. Right. And that was for tort. That was actually torture. Yes. So what could be some of the connection to that? Um, I don't know because he's not, he's being held in that room, but he's not strapped down to the chair. No. And that was interesting too. Like he wasn't, he obviously wasn't in a position where he was going to be tortured or blasted with all of the subliminal messaging stuff. Um, he was locked in the room. He couldn't get out, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't tied up like Carl was. Cause we've seen what that room does. You know, we're, we're reminded when the, when uh, Jen pulls up the, the lever, we're reminded, Oh yeah, Carl. Like, I don't know about you, but I was like, Oh, I know where we are. But then when he like flipped that lever, it like blasted me back to poor uh, um, Alex walking in and seeing Carl yeah. and what was going on with him. And um, so that, that was really now, that was an interesting little flashback, callback yeah. <laughs> in that moment. I wish I understood why. And that's the thing. Like, I don't get it either. And what's um, this scene actually made me question myself for a minute because I remember in last week's episode when we see Sawyer on the submarine and we see that locked door. And I remember telling you, do you remember who's in that door? I was like, and it's, it's Desmond. For a minute, this episode, I questioned that. I was like, wait a minute. Is, is this room, is this room that Jin is in that room on the submarine and he's right. the package? And then he hit the switch and we saw the subliminal messaging. And I'm like, no, he's not on the sub. He's at the Dharma compound on the island. Well, that room was also way too big to be on a sub. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I think the room in the sub, we don't actually see the room on the sub. We just know that it's, it's, you're right. It's on a submarine, so we know it's basically like a closet. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know. Well, it's a submarine. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to get this huge room just but for, for a, subliminal messaging. But for a moment, I did second-guess myself. I yeah, like, I know. I did, I like, too. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe Desmond's not in that room? And then we find out by the end of the episode, no, Desmond right. is the package. <laughs> and Desmond was the one that was in that room. Poor Desmond. He's got He's got an ordeal ahead of him. Well, luckily, we're going to find out more about that next week because, which is great, because I love seeing Desmond. Desmond's backstory, Desmond's flash sideways begins next episode. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the uh, confrontation between Notlock and Charles Woodmore. Oh boy! Because I feel like this is these are two characters that obviously have this intense history with each other, but it seems to me that they've never fully been confronted with each other. They know who each other is and they know what each other is capable of. Mm -hmm. But Charles Woodmore says that really interesting thing where he says everything else, he goes, I know that you're obviously not John Locke and everything else I know is a combination of myths, ghost stories and noises in the jungle at night. And so I think, you know, for for Charles Woodmore, this is like a big moment for him because he's finally being confronted with what exactly is going on on the island with what what this darkness is. Um, and, you know, not Locke looks at Woodmore and he's like, seems to me that you know enough because you have this stuff that's up. Yep. 
you know? Yeah. Do you I- think that Locke knows Charles Woodmore is the same, like Charles Woodmore from like all the years? Oh, I'm sure he does. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm almost positive that he does because you're right. Like he knew about the pylons, which the pylons we know from were around Dharmaville as well. Even though Charles Whitmore was not in Dharmaville, he was with, he was another, he was another. Um, exactly. What I really find very interesting that, you know, with Charles Whitmore and that whole conversation between the two of them in, and then also continuing on with that, where he's talking to Jin about everything that is happening um, about like knows who John Locke is and, or what John Locke is, you know, if, if he gets off this Island, it doesn't matter, you know, because everything kind of comes to, goes to shit. Mm -hmm. That conversation really puts in the perspective, something that, not Locke, Charles Whitmore, and even Jacob are so are so full of their convictions. They all three of them are dead set believe that what they are doing is the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That they're that they're like they're completely blind yes. to anything else. And in that way, it makes them almost villainous characters as a result because they're unwilling to see beyond their scope of what they're doing and what they believe to be as right. Mm -hmm. They're all three of them are doing what they feel needs to be done Mm -hmm. for what their ultimate goal is. Right. And And I think that's also something that Jack was guilty of for a really long time. Absolutely. And seeing Jack kind of snap out of it and seeing him like kind of a changed person in this episode versus, you know, Widmore and Man in Black continuing on their laser focus um, journey. I think that that really kind of uh, shows that there is a a different way that you can be doing things on the island that's not being explored. Yeah, and it's also interesting to think too. I keep using that. It's also interesting. I find this interesting. I apologize. Um, it's okay. It's, we'll just say um a lot and we'll make it a drinking game. Yeah, there you go. It's the the these three people. All three of these people are doing something that they believe will happen. None of them have confirmation that any of this will happen. Jacob never wanted the man in black to leave because he felt like it would escape all this evil. Who's to say that if the man in black left the island, he just wouldn't go on to live a life on the island? Well, because he's the black smoke. He's the living embodiment of of evil in but, this in this regard. But is that something that the island grants him? Or is that something? Because let's not forget, we also learn in this episode that he cannot travel over water. He took the, the boat over to Hydra Island. He took the boat as the black smoke. He cannot travel Whoa, over oh, water. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Now, if he got to the mainland, that doesn't become a hindrance, obviously, because there's he can go around water. Um, you know, and you're right. There's nothing that if he has the ability to turn into black smoke off the island, then there's nothing to stop him from kind of just going off and doing whatever he wants to do, killing people, like manipulating people. There's nothing that can stop him from doing that. But do we know for sure this is ability he would have off the island? 
I don't think I don't anybody even think knows. He knows. Well, and that's just it. These all three of these men are doing what they believe is the case. Charles Whitmore wants to stop the man in black or not lock from leaving because he believes it will corrupt all of it, it will release this evil. Jacob believed the same thing. Nobody knows this is the case for sure. So these are three men that are so set in their convictions that they're doing what they believe is right no matter what believe no matter what it takes to do it, but none of them know for sure this is the truth. They believe it's the truth. Jacob was willing to die for it. But I'm sure Charles Whitmore is the same way. He's no, just coming I, better prepared. I don't know that he would be willing to die for it. Okay. But I mean, you know, I, I just think that he is he's somebody who has achieved this self-preservation status that is just kind of written into his DNA at this point. So I don't think that there's anything or anybody that he would die for, including Penny. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. You're right. I don't even think he would die for his own daughter. Because he would have he would have done a lot of things differently by now. And he's yeah. he's now kidnapped his his daughter's husband, his son-in-law. Yeah, his son-in-law, the father of his grandchild. You know what yes. I mean? Like the man doesn't know anything past himself. That's mm -hmm. that's all he sees is himself, and so he uses Jin's daughter and wife to manipulate him by talking about you know my I have a daughter and I have a grandson and I have this and you know I want to save them too. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. But again, that goes to my point about how all three of these men are doing are so set in their convictions that they're doing what they believe right. is right. Yeah. And when you and when you listen to Charles Whitmore speak to Jin about all of that, let's just say he's right and the man in black should not leave because then it releases all this evil. Well, then that makes what Charles Whitmore is doing all the more reasonable, but yet it's his methods of what of how he's doing it right. that become questionable. It's like, yes. Right. What he's doing is right. He's just not going about the. He has so many wrong ways of doing it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and if you're paying attention to the show, you can you can kind of see where this is going. You have Zoe approach Jen and be like, "You signed this map. It says these are where the electromagnetic." Uh, spots are on the island. I need you to confirm this for me. And then we see at the end, Desmond, who has been exposed to a large amount of electromagnetic energy, is now being dragged off of the sub. So if you put those two things together, you know, okay, we're about to do some something real weird with Desmond mm -hmm. and, and, and the power and energy that comes from this island that probably could kill him. And Widmore, knowing that this is his daughter's husband, his grandson's uh, father, he's still going to do it. Son of a bitch. I just came to a realization about something for next episode. Yeah, I just saw I, that. You almost threw, threw your I pen. I almost threw my pen. Oh, God damn it. I just came to a, a huge realization um, in that you're right, because there are Charles Whitmore is about to start doing experiments on Desmond. Yeah. And these experiments as first time viewers, you think are 
because we're meant to believe that the whole cross, the the whole flash sideways is a alternate reality. And these experiments allow Desmond to jump from one reality to the other because there's a mm-hmm. connection between them. And now that we know what it is, you realize he's not crossing. He's not crossing dimensions. He is literally dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charles That's Whitmore. Crazy. He's not crossing him. dimensions. He's killing him. Right. Right. For 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 some self you know self fulfilling prophecy. Yes. God damn, I just realized that. That's 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 a very, very, very good observant point. Observation. He's not crossing dimensions. He's actually dying. Yeah. He is near death enough that he is, experience, he is experiencing death. Right. Great. And it's interesting, too, because Kimi says the line uh, to Jin, some people just aren't meant to be together. And he's talking about Jin and Sun, which is a foreshadowing to Jin and Sun dying in a mm-hmm. few episodes, but it's also kind of um, foreshadowing the fact of Desmond and Penny, right? Because Woodmore doesn't want them together and he's never wanted them together. And they, even when they are together, they're still being pulled apart all the time, unless they're on a boat in international waters, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the minute they hit land there, everything falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's- it has a lot of double meanings there, you know? And then you look at Sawyer and you look at Sawyer and Kate and, you know, two people that aren't meant to be together. You look at the conversation that Notlock had with Claire about Aaron. Those are two people that may not, you know, they're not supposed to be together. So, I mean, that's a big theme, I think, for the whole episode where we only see it for Jin and Son, but you could really apply that kind of at anywhere in the episode. Even Richard, knowing, coming off of Abiturno from last last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we do see Richard return in this episode as well. Um, Richard's you know, t- got purpose now. Oh my! Richard comes striding into that camp, like wearing said, his like, wife's necklace. He, <laughs> he is a man on a mission at this point, and I love it. And I'm like, I yeah. love Richard. Yeah. <laughs> and Alana's so just sitting week. there. Alana's just sitting there, going like, "I was right. Yep. I was right." One of my it's it's in my notes too, but like there is. Um, there, there's not a lot of Alana. There's not a lot of Ben. Um, we get more of Jack and then obviously Sun and Jin um, when it comes to this, the people in the camp. And, you know, um, and even like we get like small minutes, small moments with Miles and Lapidus. Um, I'm actually very upset with Lapidus in this episode, too, because Miles makes the joke. He makes the crack on Hurley that says you could smother him in bacon and Hurley. Maybe then Hurley will be able to find it. And then Lapita steps in. And I'm like, he's going to come to Hurley's defense. And he's like, nope, don't talk about bacon. I'm like, fucking really? You couldn't stick up for Hurley in that moment. And nobody sticks up for Hurley. I know. Ever. It makes me very sad. I do like the, but my favorite little one, two punch of the whole episode. I know it Miles, is. Miles oh, looking no. at Hurley going, is this your fault? And he's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my favorite one two punch. My favorite one two punch is Ben and Alana. And when oh. Ben's trying to defend himself that he didn't hurt son, like he right. just found her. <laughs> and he's like, why won't you believe me? And she's like, because you're speaking. Because you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> there are um, a lot of really good one liners in this in this episode. I, I I wish that I had stopped and written them down because there were like four or five that I was like, oh, I have to remember that for 
Well, even in the, the moment, well, even in the moment too, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it because I don't remember exactly how it sounds. Like Miles says about Sun only speaking Korean, he's like, "Oh, like she's now she can only speak Korean," and, and Lapidus is like, "Says the man who can speak to the dead." Right. Like, yeah, that was wonderful too. <laughs> but again, I was so disappointed in Lapidus because Miles makes that crack, and you're right, nobody ever sticks up for Hurley. Um, but like. He's like, you know, smother him in bacon grease and like he'll be able to track him. And he's like, hey, hey, don't talk about bacon. I'm like, you couldn't have said don't talk about Hurley that way. Not to mention, you've only been on the island for a week, man. You're really you're not hurting that much for bacon. Exactly. And if you really wanted bacon, there's boar. There are boar. Yeah, there is wild boar. Go hunting. You could find and make bacon. Yeah. Have Miles have Miles seek out some dead boar. (laughs) <laughs> that's right he could do it too <laughs> but that whole why won't you believe me because you're speaking line with him and Alana like I love Ben but even in that moment I'm like oh burn so true she got you yeah you you can't <laughs> sorry Ben you can't really um you can't come back from that yeah exactly like no nope, there's there's no there's no witty remarks there's no witty comeback like she it would have been nice if he's like but I've changed um the only other we've actually covered a lot of the notes that i have on this episode we talked about the camera already and the 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 loving but heartbreaking moment that that provides the only other note i have on my end and then i'll turn it over to you if there's anything else you have is i want to talk about saeed for a minute oh sure Um, yeah because there's that moment in the beginning of the episode where Saeed admits to not lock. Like, I feel nothing. And anger, happiness, like I have no no emotion. You've been um, scooped out. Yeah, and we kind of we know that this is all the effect of of everything that was that Saeed has been put through. And then Locke kind of puts him on this mission. Like, can you, are you a good swimmer? Wrap this gun in plastic. Cause he's, he's going to be the inside man. We already know that this meeting with Whitmore was nothing more than a distraction mm-hmm. than to get Saeed in to kind of infiltrate everything that is going to, that is happening in that camp. Mm-hmm. So much so that by the end of the episode, we see when they're leading Desmond out of the sub and Desmond falls on the dock, Saeed is sitting in the water. He has infiltrated. He's getting ready. He's kind of keeping an eye on everything. Saeed is so stoic in that moment. He knows Desmond. He has not one bit of emotion on his face. He's not surprised to see Desmond. He's not worried about Desmond. He means what he said in the beginning of the episode that he is nothing more than an empty shell at this point. Right. But, and Desmond, can you imagine Desmond's been like holed up in this sub? Looks like he's been totally drugged, right? And and Zoe even says that she gave him too too much. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine like he wakes up and he sees Saeed's face in the water? Like that that's the first thing that he's seeing. I would be totally confused too. Like he had this look of just confusion and horror on his face. Like how did I just get here? Yeah, but not only that, the the fact that he is that empty shell and he has no emotions, it also means that he's never going to divert from Notlock's plan. It makes Saeed the perfect soldier. Which is why Locke made sure that he was like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it serves Notlock's purpose. 
and I think it kind of became a hindrance to Claire because Claire was that person before, but she's mm. kind of coming around a little bit because she even questions, well, you don't need me if I'm not a candidate. My name was not on that wall. Um, yeah. you know, which means I can, I can be on the plane or I don't have to be on the plane. She like, she's, she's starting to worry, which is an emotion. Well, man, or uh, not lock slaps her. And she falls to the ground. And I feel like it's almost like slapping sense back into her. Like she was like knocked back into who she really is, you know, because mm -hmm. after that, she's apologizing to and, and thanking Kate for saving Aaron. Um, she's worried about whether or not she is going to see Aaron. Um, she looks very troubled, whereas before she just looked like blank, you yeah, know, she like, was like an empty Saeed. show like Saeed. Right. So it, it's very obvious that, she, and for, to me, that that turning point was a couple episodes ago when Locke smacked her and she fell to the ground. Mm -hmm. So, right. So, I mean, it's, it's like not Locke has decided to slap her out of his hypnosis or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think he decided to do it or Maybe. he did it unintentionally? Oh, that's a good question. I, don't I know. think I think maybe he did it as a reaction, not realizing this is going to this is kind of going to knock her out of this. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Because, because I mean, why would he want to? Why would he want her to come around when he has somebody on his side? Why would he want one less soldier? Exactly. Right. I think it was unintentional. I don't think he meant to make her kind of come around, but in striking her. He did. But that also means at the same time, like you said, that happened a couple episodes ago and we've seen her kind of come around. She's apologetic to Kate. She's worrying about her own place in this mm -hmm. now because she's not a candidate. It kind of at the same time gives you hope that there is hope for Saeed. Because yes. if, if Claire can come out of it, Saeed can come out of it. He's yeah. not hopelessly. He's not completely gone. He's not. It's He's not a total hopeless case. Mm -hmm. He can be revived and spoiler alert he is mm -hmm. he does come around right it ultimately is at the very last moment before he meets his own end but he comes around mm -hmm. he does he does come out of it yeah interesting so i just found that very um i, I found that, yeah very interesting i was trying not to say it but you said it for me <laughs> uh that you know that in those moments where we see Desmond and we see Saeed in the water it's like you're right he has he's an empty shell he has no worry which means there is no motivation to save Desmond he is there right. for a job and that is it so having not having those emotions makes him perfect for that job right which is why he he was assigned that job which is why he was assigned that job well he's really the only person in that locks camp that could have done it because nobody else is in that in that state other than Saeed. No, but I mean, if if Sawyer would have done it just because he would have been furthering his own agenda. True. Yeah, I, I think but Sawyer would have done it. as far as carrying out Notlock's plans, right? As far as carrying out Notlock's plans, it would it would be kind of like a no brainer that Saeed would be the perfect person to use because he used Claire before. To get everybody out of the temple. Well, yeah, but not only that, too. Sawyer is still a little bit of a wild card. 
at this point. Um, a I little feel like, bit. I feel like he's playing both sides, but I feel like he's also being played by both sides because those people, like when Zoe and the others came in and, and tranked the camp, Sawyer was, if he had a plan with Whitmore, either he didn't tell his people or his people didn't care because Sawyer was tranked just along with everybody else. I think that his people are inept. And we've we've seen clues on that, right? I don't like Zoe, by they, the way. Me neither. They took Jin when they weren't supposed to. They gave Desmond too many drugs. They took Sawyer when they weren't supposed to. Um, Ooh, good point. So I think that he has a very inept crew. And it's a matter of him kind of playing like damage control for more than he bargained for. I, I mean, maybe you're right. Because again, like we don't remember. We talked about this last episode. We don't remember what happens to Whitmore. That's a nope. wait and see for us because I don't remember at all. And I haven't dug into that at no. all. I don't right. remember if he survives. I don't remember if he's killed. Like, I don't know. Maybe but he has no closure. You're right. But you're, but I mean, <laughs> maybe the, the, the fact that, cause it is revealed that like Whitmore was like, why is Jin here? Which means you're right. He didn't know right. that they were going in to take him. He said, we weren't supposed to do this for a couple more days. Like we have a tight time frame that we're supposed to do everything. And his crew is just like, well, you know, we saw an opportunity. Fuck you. I mean, you know what? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good point. It, it, they, it does make them look inept, as you mentioned, but maybe they have their own agenda and Charles Whitmore was just the man that got them there. Kind of like uh, Naomi and the cr- and the crew that mm-hmm. he sent to the island yeah. for his own purpose, but they all had their own agenda yeah. for being there. So maybe his chooser is just broken. <laughs> his chooser is broken. That's what that's um, what we always say about. Yeah. Your selector is stuck on random, sir. Yes. Well, that's what I always say about like women or men that just can't seem to find a person, you know, a, a, a meaningful relationship. I'm just like, mm, your chooser is broken. Like, oh God, my to- chooser has been broken for a while then. Well, you know, I, I wasn't going to say it. But- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, the last thing I do want to talk about was... Um, was Jack and son's conversation ending with um, the metaphor about the tomato. I loved that. I did too. I love the fact that Jack found the tomato and he used it to make her feel better about her strength Mm -hmm. and what she's accomplished. And, you know, he says the stubborn tomato that didn't know it was supposed to die. And I think that you can, you can apply that to pretty much everybody that's on the island. These are people who have become survivors. These are people who are refusing to die, refusing to lay down and die for anything. They all have their own purpose, especially Sun. Sun refuses to stray or compromise. She is on her path, and she's she doesn't care about anybody else, just like that tomato. That tomato was going to grow. Despite mm-hmm. everything else dying, that tomato was going to grow and it was going to thrive. And I feel that that really is a representation of of not only sun, I mean, especially sun, but I mean, you could apply that to just throw a dart, you know, on, on the beach. It applies to all of them. Yeah. Well, sun is, I mean, we've talked about characters that have had the biggest arcs and, you know, we've talked about Sawyer, who has a very large character arc. We talk about Ben, who's more of a waveform 
than an arc because he's, he's up and down and up and down, up and down. Not even a wave. Um, he's like sharp angles up and down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, and thankfully he is a character that ends on a high point rather than a low point. Um, but Sun is another one whose character arc is incredibly huge. Yes. Um, and actually, I don't I actually... I take that back. Like we talk about character arcs. It's kind of like my whole analogy of the love triangle. It's not actually a love triangle unless all three people are in love with the other two. It's more of just a, an, a love angle. Um, character arcs also, I kind of feel like are the same thing because it, in an arc, there's an up and a down, meaning they have to end on a down for it to be a complete arc. Um, or they have to end in the same spot they started for it to be an arc. Jamie S- Lannister. S- <laughs> yeah. Um, S- Son, Sawyer, these are examples of character inclines to me, meaning they started at a lower point, but they end on such a high because they become such stronger characters. And Son is a perfect example of that, you know, because Son is, has, is, I think, she is the one character that has found a strength more so than any other character in this show. Conviction. Yeah. Conviction in her strength for mm-hmm. sure. Because you look at how she started. She looked at, she started as this meek housewife who was kind of under the thumb of her husband and like, her father and her father. She was. Yeah. And now she is this incredibly strong, independent woman, mother who and a mother who has come so far since mm-hmm. this series started. And um, and I love the fact that we kind of get a little bit of, ref- of a reflection of that again in the flash sideways in that scene with her and Jin talking about her top button until you realize, nope, this is just Jin about to get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, I this is such a weird thing to notice, but... The next shot of them waking up in bed was not the next morning because Sun was in a completely different bra than she was that the when she was unbuttoning her shirt. So I did some digging, and um, I guess it's been confirmed by uh, Lindelof and Coos that it had really been a week later. Oh, so okay. they had already been there for a week playing well, house mean- and. And also because of the fact, too, that we there is the champagne at the side of the bed, which was not there right. in that moment when they first started getting together. Maybe they got secretly married and we don't know it. Well, because I can't remember. And we do get that moment, too, where she tells Jin, let's just run away. And he's like, was this always the plan? Maybe. You know, was for them to to run away, which also is an interesting reflection, because in the actual in the actual timeline, that was her plan was to run away, but it was to run away from Jin. Right. This time it was to run away with Jin. Yeah. The way that it should be. Exactly. Right. And which, you which know, also, it, which also like goes back to the bank account too, because she had that secret bank account that nobody knew. That was her nest egg to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then finding out it was all away. taken away. Yeah. That's, that's tragic. Um, I w- yeah. So, who do you think has the bigger character journey? Jin, we'll call or it a son? journey. Yeah, yeah. Jin or Sun? Oh man, that's a tough question because they are both incredible journeys. 
And they're completely different characters. Yes. Than right when now. they first started. Right. Because as we mentioned, Sun was this meek housewife who was kind of under the thumb of two people. Jin was incredibly controlling um, and was stubborn in his ways. Who but is. also we see how they were in the flashbacks when they met too. So they've not only changed from the plane crash season one to season six, but they've also changed from where they were before the plane crash. Oh, yeah. You know what journey, I mean? Their journey started, their character journey started well before they even got on that plane. Right. Right. So they have had the longest journeys of anybody. Because um, a lot of the other characters, their journeys didn't begin until they landed on that island. And they were kind mm. of forced to become new people. I don't know. I mean, when you look at Locke's journey, because Richard visited him so much as a kid, because he thought that the uh, the the watch meant something more than what it really meant, you know? So he really paid attention to his his whole life. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, but if that's the case, then you can say that for everybody from the moment that Jacob touched them. No, because Jacob didn't began. touch Hurley until he was... Yeah, but for but for for Kate, for Sawyer, um, they were touched when they were children. Well, that sounded so bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I immediately regretted that phrase as I started saying it. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, so that's true. That's true. But I'm just talking about like just overall character journeys, just because we've seen so much of Locke too, with his struggle with his dad and the way that he grew up, his struggle with um, Helen, his struggle he, with his disability. But he kind of always had those same struggles that he dealt with. It was never really an incline or a decline. It wasn't until he had the ability to heal that I think his journey really started to take a shape. Well, he was always angry. He always had that yeah. underlying like seething about to pop off anger, but he did have moments of happiness with Helen. He did have moments of complete despair uh, with his father. Um, but if we're just going to go on just pure character journey, I do. I, I agree with you. Like Jin and son do have the longest journey out of everybody as far as cohesiveness with the actual story. Mm hmm. Because it's yeah, what got yeah. you to the plane ride and then what evolved over the time in the island, what evolved in the three years that they were separated, and what's actually happening right now, too, has a, has a big impact on their story. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only other thing I don't think we mentioned at all, and I, this just clicked into my head, is that how this flash sideways ends. And that's with Sun being shot. I know. Um. I don't remember what comes of that. I'm, I know she survives the flash sideways, but it's just a matter of, I don't remember what the next events, the next course of events are. So who do you think's going to save her? Is it going to be Jack or Juliet? Jack. Oh, because I didn't think about that. You're right. It could be Juliet because we have not yet met Juliet. She's an obstetrician in the flash sideways. Yeah. You, I think you might. I, I don't remember, but you might be right. Yeah, so it could it, be Juliet. It'll be one of them. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see too. Well, let's let's look at the big picture here and try and think about this because I think it also makes sense too that we have a gunshot wound coming into a hospital. All gunshot wounds are investigated by law enforcement. 
Who do we know is law enforcement? Sawyer. Sawyer. And we know that Sawyer and Juliet eventually do meet in the flash sideways. And Sawyer and Miles will be there. Yeah. But yeah, Sawyer. I I think it makes sense that it's Juliet. And then they'll meet at the coffee house and then she could say, we'll go Dutch. Yeah. I think it makes it now we could be totally wrong and it's Jack. I don't care. I like, I like where it's going, (laughs) but I, I think it could be Juliet is the one that's going to save son. We'll we'll find out when we find out. Cause who knows? It's so interesting that we make spoilers, but now we're also making predictions for episodes. We've already seen because we haven't, this is, this is the part that we haven't watched a lot. Like I've only watched the last season like three times. And the last time I watched it was like a decade ago. So this has been fun with me. Yeah. Same with me. Well, we talked but about that. But I like that it. Bef- There's some stuff we don't know. It's fine. We mentioned that before we even, as we were wrapping up with season five, going into season six, we were like, all right, we're going into territory where we remember a lot, but there's a lot we don't. <laughs> so we're rediscovering a lot of things that happen. Yeah. You know? The like, people I, that do know are probably yelling, Des. Like, I told Des. Yeah. Um, like, even just talking about this episode, uh, upon first rewatch, I completely forgot Jin and Sun weren't married. Oh, me too. Totally. Until until they're at the hotel concierge and he's like, no ring, like two rooms. Yeah, I was too. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I forgot. they're Because we just assume we assume it because we assume that we know the story. And, uh, you know, Lindelof and Coos are just saying, you don't you don't know the story. Stop. Stop assuming that you know the story. Well, not only that. When we first meet Jin and Son in the Flash sideways, it's a very similar situation to how they were in real life. They're on the plane mm-hmm. together. He's telling her to button up. It's like, oh, this is the same Jin and Son, when right. in fact, no, it's not. Right. And I like it that he's like, well, people people were watching us. And she's like, nobody was watching us. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I mean, but I also, but I love the fact, too, in that sense, when he says, like, you don't know who was watching us Mm -hmm. i love the fact that like in the in the present day or in the real world that was because he was being overprotective in being controlling yeah but in the flash sideways it's being overprotective out of protection like he doesn't want anyone to know about them because he doesn't want anything to happen to them right like yeah. it's it's being overprotective for the sake of protection, not of control. Which is again, it's the same action, but a completely different reasoning behind it. Right. Uh um um motive. That that's it. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Well, that is the word for it, not a good word for it. That is the actual <laughs> word. <laughs> um, but I think that pretty much I think that pretty much wraps up all my notes on this episode. Yeah, I don't have anything else. It was a good setup episode, though, because a lot of pins are going to knock down as a result of this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, especially, again, when we get to the end and we see Desmond and the lead-in that Desmond is the package. Uh, next episode, episode 11, Happily Ever After, is a Desmond uh, Flash Sideways story. Happily Never After. <laughs> I know that Desmond survives all this, but he goes through hell. Well, <laughs> the poor man, like... Let him be away from the island. Like the island has just chewed him up in ways that nobody else has been chewed up. But we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, So that leads us into the feedback section of the podcast, in which we only have one this week. And that's totally fine. Uh, But that is, a, of course, a voicemail from our friend Steve Brown. Yay. Uh, 
So we will go ahead and we will play that now. Hello, Ben and Christian. This is Steve, and this is for the next episode of Lost, uh, The Package. Total trivia here, but there was a Gene Hackman, Tommy Lee Jones movie called The Package. Late 80s, early 90s? I know that Sun knows that Jin is on the island. Does Jin know that Sun is on the island? Wait, they're not married in this <laughs> sideways flash? I didn't remember that. Were they just shot or, oh, okay, not, not bullets. Okay, why are they singling out Jin? In this flash sideways, Jin and Sun are together, but they're not married, so uh, I don't understand. <laughs> Actually, it's probably the best reaction anybody should have when they meet John, not not Locke. Run. Oh, Kimi's back. Oh, so Jin wakes up in the Dharma station where Ben held Alex's boyfriend. What was his name? Did she oh. just show Jin the map? Was that the map they were using when they were trying to look for their friends back in the 70s? Oh, Mikhail. <laughs> ben, why would you believe me? Because you're speaking. <laughs> Great. Great speech, uh, son, but nobody understands what you said, except for everybody's like, I don't think she wants to come. So now we know how Jin ends up in the freezer, and this is all before Saeed kills everybody. Oh, Kimi, so not true. You're saying some people are not meant to be together. Jin and son are meant to be together. Uh, Charles Widmer just said the package, title of the episode, mind drop. Oh, the look on Jin's face, seeing his daughter. Oh, it's moving me. Oh, and they said the, the title of the episode two more times, the package, mic drops. Oh, man, how hard would that be to cut your the tape with a razor blade behind your back? I guess if you're desperate, you're going to do it. Oh, so Kimi didn't die when Saeed shot him. Shot him in the eye, just like, oh, no, and sunshot. Wow, so much is happening here in just the last few minutes. Sun just said she's in the sideways flash. She said she's pregnant. Is she pregnant with, is this Jin's or the other guys? Oh, that's why Saeed was going to swim because she was he was going to get on the boat to find out who's behind that door. And there's Desmond. All right, that's it. Talk to you next week. <laughs> oh, Kimi, didn't I? Oh, no, sunshot. <laughs> <laughs> that was an honest reaction as he was watching. I love Steve's voicemails. I do too. I do too. He's great. So, uh, but again, we encourage you guys to leave us feedback, especially now that we're getting towards the end of the series. Um, you know, we know you guys are listening cause I checked the numbers. So, um, even if it's just to say hi, it doesn't have to be about the episode. You know, we appreciate the feedback because, you know, we'll read it and on the, or we'll play it on the podcast. Um, easiest way to do that. Go to revisitedpod.com or you can email directly feedback at revisitedpod.com. You can send an email or a, a voicemail that way as well. And like I said, we'll read it or play it on the podcast. Um, so we mentioned this Oppenheimer. Yep. We mentioned this at the top of the podcast. We got some cool stuff coming up. Um, Kristen and I are doing the movie swap episodes over on the Wilhelm uh, feed, wilhelmpodcast.com. We did, we've done two so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting ready to do our third and we've already looked ahead at some homework assignments for, for the future. Uh, and I love the feedback we've been getting on it already too. People seem to be having a lot of fun listening and enjoying them. So um, again, wilhelmpodcast.com for that. Very loose podcast. <laughs> yes. It's, we don't, it, I think one of the things I actually really like about it is we don't intro it. It literally just starts with us talking. Yeah, I like I, that too. I take like a point where we started talking. Like I think last episode, I started telling you about that TV show, The Prank Panel with Johnny Knoxville and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The episode literally starts with me saying, so there's this new show on ABC called The yeah, Prank yeah. Panel. Like 
we don't even do we do the intro kind of like a few minutes in. It's a loose, loosely, <laughs> loosely structured podcast. But, it's but that fun. was the whole point of it. Exactly. It's it's just yeah. fun, casual conversation that we're having. Uh, and then the other thing I want to make mention again, too, is the Wilhelm Podcastic a crossover event that is happening later this week. Uh, the Barbenheimer crossover event in which Jason and I believe his guests are Penny and Kara. I'm not 100% sure on that. They're going to be covering Barbie on podcastica on a podcastica program and chris and i are going to be covering oppenheimer which we've already same, seen which we've already and seen it's both of our recommendations for oh this God. week it's three hours long but it doesn't feel do not let that change your mind about going to see it it is I a told, movie yeah. it is a movie that deserves to be seen on the biggest screen possible go and see that movie right now in the theaters it right is, now three hours doesn't feel like that at all no i told you at the end when it was ending i said no 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 wait 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 wait. i wanted <laughs> more i wanted more and like i my my butt had gone numb i was very hungry i didn't care <laughs> i wanted more of that story immediately so yeah it was it was excellent excellent movie i can't wait to talk about it um in a couple days Yep. Uh, but both episodes of that Barbenheimer crossover event will be available both on Podcastica and Wilhelm. So check them out later this week at podcastica.com or wilhelmpodcast.com. And you'll be able to listen to both. Uh, I think that is it on my end. Any final notes on yours? No. Go see Oppenheimer. Go see Oppenheimer. I did I did have a second recommendation, and that's Secret Invasion for anybody that's a Marvel fan and maybe hasn't seen it. We just kind of binge-watched it as a family in the past, I don't know, a week or so. Um, it's pretty good. It's very different, and I like very different. Um, I like it that they have a new – kind of a new angle for, for the MCU universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last episode is actually this Wednesday, so – Get all caught up. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the finale is this uh, this Wednesday, as you mentioned. Let me see. Do I have anything else I can recommend? Um, I, You know what? I don't know if I've made this recommendation before, too. I'm, this might sound like blasphemy to you, Kristen. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I am a bigger Trek fan than Wars. Oh. Um, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds is currently airing the second season. I heard that's fantastic. It is quite honestly, one of the best Star Trek series ever made. And this second season has been fantastic. So much. So I I haven't watched it yet, uh, but at the time we're recording this, they released episode seven of this series early. They screened it at Comic-Con this past weekend. And because they screened it at Comic-Con, they decided to release July. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Comic-Con was this past weekend. I totally forgot that it was July. Whoops. Um, so they screened episode seven at Comic-Con this past weekend, even though it's not supposed to air until Thursday. They released it early because they screened it at Comic-Con. And it is an episode I have been waiting for for a while. There is another Star Trek series called Lower Decks, which is an animated series. Uh. It's a it's a comedic animated series. Um. They did a Strange New Worlds 
Lower Decks crossover. Oh, fun! In which two of the characters from straight from Lower Decks, the two main characters from Lower Decks, cross over into Strange New Worlds and become live action. I was going to say, are they live action? And they got the two actors that voice them to play the characters on Strange New Worlds. Very cool. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard from a number of people who already have. Like, it is a funny, emotional episode. Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to be watching that later today. And then also they just revealed at Comic-Con that for the first time in franchise history, later this season, there will be a musical episode of Strange New Worlds. <laughs> uh, I which... hate musical episodes. Really? I do. I don't think they belong on TV. I think if they're done cleverly, I think they work. Like, I will tell you right now, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical episode, Once More with Feeling, is, forgive my language, fucking amazing. Like, so much so, they have put the soundtrack out on vinyl. Like, it's on, they've released the soundtrack. It is, and it's cleverly done because it is a demon that causes all of this. Well, I mean, Grey's Anatomy did the same thing. It was done through a head injury, right? Which is why everybody was in song because it was Uh, a head injury. It was still stupid. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the Star Trek episode where they do it. That's okay. I'm just giving you my opinion. I get it. People keep making musical episodes, so obviously there's an audience for it. I'm just not that person. <laughs> I get it. I love musicals. I love musicals. But yeah, musical episodes that just don't uh, belong in a series, I'm... Do you know, I had a... I had a you gave me a musical for homework yeah. last week, um, or two weeks ago, rather. I, I'm trying to think of one to give you. So... I, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask you if you've seen this. Okay. And if you haven't, do not watch it because it will eventually become a homework assignment. Have you ever seen The Producers with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick? Yes. Okay, then I can't make that your homework assignment. Damn it. I will find a musical you haven't seen. <laughs> I will find one. So, um, Okay, then if that's it and there are no final notes... Uh, oh, yeah. I have one more thing to say. If anybody okay. wants to um, join a fun like pop culture group um, on Facebook, there is a podcastica group. Uh, if you would like to join it, that's where we post a lot of feedback. That's where we talk about a lot of stuff that is um, separate from the podcast. So if you want to go ahead and join on Facebook, go ahead and look for podcastica group. You know what? We don't plug we don't plug Podcastica enough. Um, we're we're totally guilty of that. And we really should, because again, this is a shared podcast with Podcastica. Mm-hmm. It is on Podcastica's feed. So I mean, with so with that being said, yeah, um, there are a number of other great shows over on Podcastica, which um, you know, I- I'll tell you this right now. I've been covering The Walking Dead Dead City on the cast of us, which I know. Um, which actually we're, we're getting ready to, by the time you're hearing this, it'll already be recorded and posted, but, um, the season finale just aired this past weekend. Um, and I say season because San Diego comic-con news came out. It was already renewed for (laughs) season two, as was Daryl Dixon, uh, before that even airs. Um, but in addition to that, we have our friends, Paik 
and Rima on Strange Indeed, who are currently covering Black Mirror. Uh, Paik and Daphne on Run for Your Lives are covering um, a bunch of like great horror and creature feature movies. Um, what else is going on? Alex and uh, uh, Alex is covering the show from on what is from actually Jason just announced that they're going to be doing coverage of the white Lotus of white Lotus on HBO. And we're about to start um, a severance podcast mm-hmm. um, with um, I will be on that one. And then we are going to also be doing uh, the Ahsoka podcast. That that's is right. Going with I with can't you wait. And, and Jonathan, right? Me, Jonathan and James. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. I literally I, can't wait. I will be listening to that one for sure because I I'm know so excited. how excited you are for that. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. um, if you haven't seen it yet, I'll show it to you when we're done. Have you seen the newest trailer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Of course you have. So, uh, but so again, podcastica.com, there is a ton of great content over there. And even and- if you don't listen to podcasts other than this one, <laughs> uh, join the group because there's a lot of really good people on there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, yeah, there's some, go- there's some, you know, not so good people on there, but there, it's mainly ninety nine percent good people. And there's a lot of chats that are over there too. Um, you know, I, Jason just created a lot of different chat threads for different shows, so you can go in there, share your opinions about them, even whether you listen to podcasts about them or not. Go in there and just talk with other like minded people about the shows that you like and you care about. And it's yeah, uh, it's a great community where Kristen and I have both been a part of it for a long time. And how we met. Yeah, that's right. We met at yeah. a uh, at a barbecue, and here we a, are at a get together. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Oh no, we didn't. We met. No, at we a, met in Philadelphia. We met at a show. The wanker. I know. It I was, even drove you. It was I drove Walker you home from Con. It was. Yep. I know. The click clocking. The click clocking. The the line that broke me in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Uh, all right, cool. With that, okay. So being with said, that, yes. With that, with that being said, thank you as always for being a part of this community for like, for liking, subscribing, listening, watching, all that you guys do. But until next time, we'll see you guys on another episode of the Revisited Podcast. And further on down that rabbit hole, I didn't forget. Take care. Bye. Watch Oppenheimer. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! <laughs>